हेलो विधि जी हेलो वेलकम टू लेवल्स कैंसर एंड जैन ऑन कॉन्ट आई ओ फॉर चिल्ड्रंस डे अवेयरनेस कैम्प वी हैव यू सो वेलकम हियर थैंक यू फॉर ज्वाइनिंग अस इट्स एन ऑनर टू हैव यू विद अस थैंक यू सो मच या सो कैन वी मूव टू आवर एफएक्यू सेशन श्योर श्योर या सो माय फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन इज how to cope up with behavioral changes especially in covid time how can kids cope up with that so i like to start with uh, mentioning few of these behavioral problems that kids are facing these days it could be aggression it could be uh, it could be you know um, emotional outburst that they are getting angry they're not able to do what they want to do also especially during covid they are stuck inside the house so any which ways it's a lot of problem especially and like especially when the treatments are going on i'm sure they already have a lot of emotional turmoil which is being carried but uh, like covid has sort of added more to whatever it was so what we can really do is uh, see i think having an open conversation with your kid is something that helps it's okay if like the kid understands say post the uh like at the age of 3 they start understanding a lot of things a lot of a verbal communication is actually put into practice we can have placards we can have story cards if the kids are still smaller than that you know like see it's important to communicate with them the way you communicate depends on how you're actually trying to build a bond with your kid if the kids are a bit older they understand you know you tell them that this is a reality so we use this example for one of the setups where we said that uh, like covid was not understood so we said uh, to a 3 year old that you know there's lot of big dangerous mosquitoes outside and you can't go out mm-hmm. and it was very simple right like a mosquito which it bites and it hurts so there's blood so it can't you can't go out right so simply using metaphors like this hmm. in which language they understand so you know kids watch these is cartoons they watch peppa pig and this and that hmm. so we can sort of use their language to make them understand what exactly can be you know like this is a situation outside and we can sort of have communication with them make them understand and also sometimes uh, just like even when we are sitting in a family these discussions can help when everybody is talking about i'm sure when the kids are present we can all put our points across i know it's a little bit uh, i don't know not not most of the families do this where they sit and talk to each other but maybe if we want to start we can inculcate these values right from the beginning of listening where you know we are sitting in a circle and everybody is talking but i'm not countering whoever is talking back or saying no you're right or you're wrong so basically opening up even the space for kids to express so sometimes dealing with behavioral uh, you know disorders even helps like talking expressing so that could be few things and of course through as we move in the session i'll be sharing lot of ways and mm-hmm. you know which in a way parent and child can both um, like inculcate together okay yeah so like how we can engage kids in different activities during this covid time yeah so um indoor games are one of the things that can be done and uh, nowadays a uh, lot of these board games have turned up 
See, it's not important to spend a lot of money every time because see, these games and all are expensive, which I understand. And it's okay, we don't have to invest so much. But sometimes even looking at them, we can create our own board games in the house, which is like simply we can take a A4 size sheet and use certain colors. Sometimes even creating these games with our own kids is fun. We tell them, you know, today we're going to uh, because see. Activities are something you know will keep YouTube and interest everything, but there is going to be an exhaustion of it. कि कितना करोगे, right? Like how much will you do? So I think the more you engage your kids in doing it together, a lot of times uh, we do this where we just engage the kids into art. We tell them that we give them a free hand, and we just tell them कि ये colors है, ये paper है, जो बनाना है बनाओ. so they just express themselves because not every time an instruction is needed right ki aaj nature hi banane aur aaj pink color ka ye hona chahiye aur green tree hona chahiye like imagination can flow creativity can flow right yes. so we can always give them options and like as family we can engage with them and agar if it's a joint family setup or you know things are not affordable so i think the most simplest thing is a newspaper mm-hmm. right like a newspaper le lo usse sab saath mein baith ke crush karenge it's it's like an activity usse glue stick se kahin stick kar do so it's like a collage so lot of art activities are itself in the house lot of times jo ghar ka hamara aata hota hai jo the dough the dough mm-hmm. just we make roti chapatis yes so we can just give that to kids to play and we can just add a color it's not harmful the kids are not going to eat it right so it's a colored dough hmm. it's like clay right so it's very basic things which we can find right itself in our houses and i understand in covid times it's hard to go out and lot of times materials are not available so we can just create it in the house okay yeah so, at a certain things yeah yeah and what about kids going through cancer treatment what are things we can do for them to de-stress them right so for them i feel all these things can also work because mm-hmm. uh, these are something everybody can do yeah. not just uh, like kids through cancer or without and especially i think with them they have uh, i feel they have a lot of more burden because uh what i used to hear from the parents when i when i'm working with these kids they say ki hame unhone bola hai ki tumhe ek type ka bukhar aa raha hai you have certain type of fever so they say ki hamara jab ye fever jayega to hamara cancer khatam ho jayega then we like hamara wo fever is the thing so for them maybe you know we can simply engage them with board games or like the art that i was discussing or even uh, i understand they have physical restrictions sometimes they can't do a lot of movements so simply uh, like you know sitting and making them do there are a lot of these play meditations that we do so i'll give you an example mm-hmm. um it's basically like you know we imagine right so we imagine we have a paint in our hand so let's imagine we have a favorite color which is blue so i'm going to paint my face blue okay now i'm going to paint my hands blue so and then everybody does it together right and then they like oh now we have to wash it so this is a very slow activity where we we help them to be more mindful more you know because we tell them meditation karo so they will not do yeah but if we engage through play they'll be more happy oh color which color so and then we can say oh so let's mix the colors red blue 
so we again also teach them if they are young or kids we will teach them primary colors secondary colors so and if they are elder kids i'm sure they know everything so we can just say and if i think honestly if we give the kids a chance wo sab karte hai it's just we have to provide them a clue and they will come up with things that will be amazed so it's it's some things i i actually personally like exploring that i just give the kids a chance to explore because they don't require instructions they just need certain materials and they will tell you oh you know what i created this yeah so like they are very creative very very creative right 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 yeah, yeah. so you are a dance moment therapist right yeah so how this help kids in their cancer journey so uh, dance movement is to do with a lot of awareness the sensory motor skills and everything so it can it helps the kids to sort of have their own balance to have an emotional uh, control because with kids sometimes when they are very angry or upset or sad especially during the cancer treatment i'm sure everybody has their mood swings some days they are feeling okay some days they are very low their energy is low i remember a lot of times the kids when they would come back from the hospital they would just not attend the session but they would just sit and observe from a distance and the reason being that they want to but they can't the body is not allowing them to perform so dmp allows to actually just move very slowly move where you are sit where you are just shake where you are just like move little little right so it needn't be always a lot of enthusiasm lot of energy but mm-hmm. it can come with subtle movements just like an eye movement just like you know imagining something on the face and just moving so we sort of enhancing their um awareness of their own bodies and also they can express so we can give them a theme for example we tell them that you know today um if you have say body part pain if your body is paining maybe due to the treatment mm-hmm. so let's give it out okay let's give out the pain so we just tell them that imagine this is the pain and imagine that there is like a force which is coming and just taking it away and we do this through movement so it's actually flowing right? yeah. so dmt is a lot more because i think it's through the body like movement therapy actually helps us to release the body stress it helps us to bring more awareness to understand ourselves to understand to communicate better and with kids they are extremely creative we just have to show them once and they will just be more creative yeah. and imaginative yeah so like when we talk about dance movement therapy could you share your experience well where kid got uh, like recovered from it yeah so uh, with kids lot of uh, in dance movement therapy usually what we do is we have lot of sessions mm-hmm. uh, because it's not some because it's a therapeutic process right so mm-hmm. it takes a while for anything to sort of uh, you know heal and healing mm-hmm. is a process right mm-hmm. so what we do is uh, it takes few sessions say at least five six sessions and we design the sessions in that way um what i would say is uh, it's not like a absolute healing but mm-hmm. how it helps it it helps you to heal through the process so say um, someone who's going through uh, maybe a cancer treatment and when we were doing sessions with them we took a while and then later on 
any which we see the time that they are going to take is uh, obvious right like say whatever five months six months one year two year but it sort of supports your journey of just being there and i cannot guarantee that the pain is gone but what i can guarantee is that it definitely helps uh, it helps to release to the body it helps to let go went out to you know um co it sort of co creates your own understanding so yeah, i have worked it has helped in these ways to the kids that i was working with okay and what about those kids who are very weak and cannot do these movements like is there any so, movement they can do while sitting yeah so uh, we can just uh, you know like just sit and maybe focus on the breath now it also depends what age these kids are for example if these kids are say as i was mentioning were the playful so maybe we can just tell them that if your body is healing we can just let the body heal but we can engage them in other ways like maybe we can ask if they can move their hands if only so we can ask them to imagine there is something in your hand and you are chewing and chewing and you are getting lot of energy while you are doing this right so gradually we are putting this inside so then the kid starts understanding okay, okay. and if, even if like i have seen uh, during my sessions that sometimes the kids are not even able to move at all we just sit with them and maybe if they are sleeping and we are talking to them so sometimes the movement are like you can just like like a finger move very slow like very slow finger moving so it's not important that it has to be like ekdam aise full dance but yeah even this and while they are doing this you sort of create few words or stories around it so that they can feel better yeah and when we talk about kids they are very stubborn in like uh, following restrictions yeah so how we can make them follow those restrictions so um what uh, what i feel is setting boundaries with them like uh, i i know a lot of times parents have to make them understand and it's very tedious for them to i know they have repetitive arguments and then they don't listen and most of the times parents would come and tell me ke sunte hi nahi hai ऑप्शन नहीं है और अगर तुम्हें जल्दी ठीक होना है if they can eat like a slightest thing say what they like i know for them lot of restrictions on food chocolates is that they can eat a particular type of cake they can't eat the cream cake i understand there's a lot of restrictions so maybe what they can eat with the doctor's permission and with their guidance we can set a rule book like say after 30 days or say after 7 days or 10 days you can get like a one bite of it if you follow this or if you follow this restriction or if you follow this boundary yeah and you have to creatively engage the kids that you have to make them understand that maybe you know we make like a jigsaw puzzle in the house where we say you have to cross five blocks and that's where your piece of cake is and a piece of cake can not always be food it can be like a stationery a new pencil a new eraser 
right? Like we don't have to indulge always in food, but small things, not expensive, but something that they like, right? Like we can just like any any small thing. Like if it's a girl, maybe she might like a rubber band or a small clip. If it's a boy, a, a small car, right? So we can try engaging them in different perspectives. And could you share? Uh, could you please share any of your experience with kids that touched your heart? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of them. I I don't know just one, but there's a lot, lot of them. And uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I so uh, there's one which is very dear to my heart. Um, it's about the story of an injection. So I mm-hmm. have I'm personally very scared of injections. And once I was having this uh, circle, so what we call this is circle facilitation, where we sit in a circle and we talk. And so what we used to do, it was called like a top secret circle, where uh, what the kids tell me, it will not go beyond this circle. So I told them my secret that, you know, I am scared of injections. So one person, like one among the circle is telling me, are injection? And this kid is not even like eight years. And I'm like, wow, you know, like somebody, I mean, there's so much to learn from them, right? Like they just engage you with so much of positivity. I think we, I was not facilitating the circle. It just was in the flow. So... Lot of lot of times these kids just come up with things when you're like, oh, like I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Like they make things very simple. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what are things we can learn from kids? Yeah. I think a lot of them, the honesty with what they uh, share and they'll just be very upfront to you that I don't like this or I don't want to do this. Uh, and they are not like... Uh, they will not think before saying. They will be absolutely spontaneous. They will be like this. So I think uh, what I personally learned from kids is uh, their spontaneous attitude. Uh, the way when we give them things, I think it's liberating to see them use everything with the best of their possibility. Because for them, so for example, uh, to just give an instance, if we give them a play or something to play. We and tell them to do this. So as adults, I'll be like, what will perfect or This shape or that shape. And if after 10 minutes, you see a kid is like immersed in it. He or she is absolutely immersed playing with, I don't know what the kid is making, right? So there's so much in the moment. So I feel that's one thing. Uh, and they're not like thinking too much. And those are the little practices I think I have personally been trying to adapt within myself. But yeah, I'm sure there's a long way to go. Yeah, we have to learn a lot from kids. Yeah, like they are happy, always happy without any reason. Yeah. And they just spread joy everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what kids go through in their childhood have a great impact in their adulthood. So how we can focus on these things that they don't have any bad effect in their like uh, coming life? Yeah. So a uh, lot of times uh, healing happens uh, 
healing can take like maybe two years, three years, four years, or yeah. But in fact, even dance movement therapy helps a lot in healing these traumatic experiences. So while the kids are going through something, we can actually engage them with subtle creative movements, dance movement therapy, storytelling, all these art-based therapies. So basically, if we give them a platform to perform, express and share, the chances of uh, traumatic experiences of staying within their bodies is less. So if we have a platform provide karte hai, so it will be nice uh, to, yeah. And also I feel, uh, see, it's also very individualistic, right? Like we don't know, even like we personally, a lot of times don't think that something happened in past. Mein. So then we are, are still holding on to so many things as adults. And when I think it's a very nice question because when we want to give the kids a chance to not feel most of the adults that they go through, so I think we can explore and open sort of uh, setups for them where they can talk the slightest pain because I think especially during the cancer treatments, it's a very traumatic experience. I can understand with all the stories that come to me with these kids. Uh, they tell me that I went through something major and then... I know that they, they don't know exactly what they're going through, but I think for them, it's very hard, right? And when they grow up, I think in the process while they're growing up and from their journey of being a cancer survivor to their growing up, I think we can keep engaging them in a lot of creative ways. Simple things like they can write, they can draw, they can talk. So what I've also seen recently is people have these uh, sessions where they're just uh, talking about each other. Like these circles, you know, where people just say that, hey, I was a cancer survivor or you are. So, you know, like, what was it? So even uh, these kids are being engaged into these sessions and it's nice. Yeah. So doing things together also sometimes heals. Yes. Group sessions. Group yeah. sessions, yeah. So what inspired you to be a dance woman therapist or a counsellor? So um, I did my post-graduation counseling and uh, I actually love listening to people. So I have always been, uh, so when I was doing my post, when I was in my graduation, uh, my mom always used to tell me that you have so many friends and you know, you listen to them most of the time. So I was like, yeah, because I enjoy it. And then that sort of, uh, I didn't even know psychology, like, you know, it meant something. I didn't have it as a subject. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of uh, like it, I studied it more. I spoke to my counselor. He helped me to understand like what my behavior is and how it can actually help more people. And uh, then after doing that, I did a I did few jobs in like counseling. And honestly, I was very burnt out. So mm-hmm. I had attended a friend's session who was taking a dance for my therapy uh, session, and I happened to just do a session. And that inspired me to attend a course I got to know. I acquired more. There's a diploma uh, with Kolkata Samvid and Data Institute. So I applied for that course. I got through. And uh, I think it's been one of the best experiences and decisions of my life of being a DMT practitioner. Yeah. And now you are helping many kids. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think I just, I'm just happy to share what I know and what we can do. So I think it's a collaborative effect of what exactly you guys are doing. So it's just like we're learning and sharing with each other. So yeah. 
Yeah. And if we talk about kids like who can understand what they are going through, they might have, feel very guilty about what their parents are going through because of them. Mm-hmm. So what, what, your, what are your thoughts about those kids? Yeah. Um, so a very interesting uh, way thought actually I feel because uh, kids really, if you know, like if the mother or the father is upset, the kids really get it immediately. Yeah. So um, I used when I used to work with them, I always used to tell the parents that you know what we should be strong because the kids are understanding what you are going through and your pain. Of course, come and talk to me. I am here. Come. Go and talk to anybody you think who's available for you. Talk amongst yourself because I think healing is where you express, you talk. So, because I think it's a journey of even making the parents more aware that, you know, the kids are going through something and they understand your pain. I know you're doing like more than 100% for your kids because as parents, you of course, as parents, they would love doing it for their kids. And they would want their kids to be absolutely fine. But even as that journey grows, it's important for them to like take a break, restore, pause, and then begin again. So that and even they can tell their kids, see, I understand. So again, I think open communication is one of the biggest healing methods I feel. And as parents, if you tell them that, see, I am feeling, I care for you. And that is why I'm so concerned about you. And it's okay. Like we are both, here we are both going through something together. So that sort of dialogues can be, you know, like maybe started somewhere. I think that's where we don't, we don't really talk, isn't it? Like, they're going through pain. But even at sometimes just encouraging the parents, saying you're doing a lot, thank you. Like, we used to do this practice in the cancer home where I used to just give them like small uh, smileys uh, on their hand and then, you know, just go show it to your mother and just tell them that, you know, so it was Dishum to cancer. So, like, just okay. show, show this because it's also for you. You are a part of my journey, which is which is Dishum to cancer. Yes. So, some things like this can be created and done. Yeah, like if we summarize, we have to open up more with kids. Yeah, we have to talk more. We have to like open our thoughts. And I think being vulnerable is beautiful. We always hide that if we are weak, we And it's okay. Like I said it clear out today that I felt burnt out. Even if I'm a counselor, I can also have burnout days. And I do have those days. But you rejuvenate yourself and then you come out. So it's absolutely okay to say ki I am not feeling good. Ya mujhe weak lagya hai. Thik hai. Hum hai yaan pe support karne ke liye. Yeah. So like uh, what will be your message for kids who are going through cancer treatment and for their parents? I think uh, for kids just be yourself as you are and... Uh, Keep spreading love because your energy is very infectious, which I've always experienced. And to the parents, I'd like to say that please don't take the blame on yourself. It's not your fault. Whatever has happened has happened. But let's let's try that we can better better way. So, yeah.
Yeah, like thank you so much. There's so much, so much to learn from you, from your thank experience. You. Yeah, nice talking thank to you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye.